Start every episode with uh, what song is in my head? What is this? You're one in a million. What is that from? I know the song. I don't. Is that the name of the song? It, well, it's, I don't know if it's the name of the song. People are going to be screaming at their radios right now. It's from Miss Congeniality. The song was created for that movie. I think so. <laughs> it's been in my head since that movie came out in what ninety nine, maybe. Okay, that's amazing. I guess it's like the Tarzan theme song. It's like it's like. Phil Collins did songs just for the movie. Right. That's what, exactly. Exactly like that. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Andrew Stanley is who I'm talking to. I, <laughs> thanks, for, is, thanks for having uh, me on. Oh, this is starting so bad. Uh, my name's Aaron Tuning, and this is No Worries If Not. Seriously, don't worry about it. With an exclamation point, right? You put that, and then I'm just like, yeah, I guess it has an exclamation point. It's on the cover art, but it's, it's weird to type, because then you say exclamation point with... I rarely exclaim in real life. I exclaim in texting and emails so much. Big same. Yeah. yeah. A lot of exclamation points. Um, yeah, I really don't do that much. Yeah. I've tried to stop using as many exclamation points. It's because uh, it's insincere. It's completely disingenuous to your very laid back, boring body. I just don't want people to think I'm being sarcastic. So I'm like, oh, I'll just add an exclamation point and they'll just think I'm deranged. Right. That's way better than mm-hmm. sarcastic. For sure. Yeah. Um, Aaron, I immediately need to ask you, we've talked a lot about your obsession with Brooks and Dunn, mm-hmm. and I saw on social media and have not talked to you about it yet, you went to this bar that you found in Birmingham. I did. themed for that, what's the song? Neon Moon. Neon Moon. Did you go to Birmingham just to go to the bar? Yes. Went to Birmingham for one day, mm-hmm. uh, rounded up some friends. That was kind of a country music term, rounded up. Yeah, it sounds like you're starting a song. Yep, and I went to Neon Moon. It's in downtown Birmingham, which has gotten pretty cool. Rounded up some friends, went to the Neon Moon. Yeah. Yeah. So you went, you said, hey guys, I'm obsessed with this song, want to go to this bar that's themed like our song. Yeah, my my thinking was, this has ruined my life for a couple months now. (laughs) I've annoyed everyone that I love with this song. You Um, need some closure. Including strangers, being like, hey dude, maybe chill out. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to this bar because someone DM'd me about it, which was very nice, mm-hmm. and said, hey, did you know this? It's only a couple hours away from you. And I figured, hey, this is my out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's closure. Yeah. It's like if uh, you know one of these billionaires are like, maybe if I just go to space, then I'll be happy. Finally, my I will have a natural smile <laughs> once again. Yeah. So that's, I was like, I'm just going to go to Birmingham, and that's where my happiness lives. <laughs> and did it live up to the hype? Are you whole? It, it kind of did. Like all the details were awesome. It's a brand new place, apparently. What makes it neon moon themed? So there is a big neon moon on the wall. Mm-hmm. There's also a neon sign that says, "There's always room here for the lonely." Right. No, no, no. It doesn't say that. Uh, that's a line from the song, it's which a, is great. It's implied. Which our friend Ashley that's is putting in her store called in, the Press Shop. And your tramp stamp. Yeah. Also, Ashley is very mad that I said that and like ruined the surprise. I said it a couple episodes ago, but. I appreciate uh, her assuming that we have that large of a reach. I know. That everyone that comes in her store will be like, oh, we already heard about this. Yeah, I'm turning around. This surprise is ruined. 
Uh, it says, more honking, less tonking. Is that in the song? No, I don't fully know what it means, but it's kind of cool. And there's a light-up dance floor with a bunch of squares, kind of 70s-ish, okay. which is fun. Yeah. Um, and on the other side, there's something about chasing the neon rainbow, which is an Alan Jackson song. So there's only one. The only thing neon moon is the picture of the moon. Okay, chill out. Uh, you know the the metal grate on the bar, so like drinks can filter through it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It says neon moon on it. There are all these little moons, which is cool. Uh, they only play '90s country, mm-hmm. so that's the whole vibe. Okay. I feel like I'm not selling it well. You're not. Yeah. So you drove how many hours to go to this? Two. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I, I think it's a bunch awesome. of friends. We had a yeah. great time. Why not? Um, and I haven't listened to the song since, so maybe it worked, Andrew. It worked. Maybe it was it's worth the, it. It's the only cure to having that song stuck in your head for a month. Yeah, it's you know when you have a song stuck in your head, you're like, I just need to turn it on. Yep. And then maybe I'll stop thinking about it. That's what I hoped this would do to me and cure me of this illness. Okay. Well, Which we'll it may, stay, maybe it did. We'll stay tuned. Yeah, but listen to the song. It's a great song. Can't wait for you to get addicted to something else <laughs> so we can find the magical place. Yeah, where if I get addicted to a song and there's not a bar, I'm just screwed. It's just <laughs> over for me. It's like you're addicted to Quentin Tarantino movies, so you have to go to his house. <laughs> it's like, listen, Quentin. I'm not weird, I promise. Just the only way I can Let's talk, then it'll be over. Watching Pulp Fiction. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's not it's not Birmingham, but you went to Hawaii? I went to Hawaii, yeah. I went there for work, you know. It's a grind. Mm-hmm. Got to go to Hawaii, do my jokes. Sucks. It was amazing. It was so fun. Um, we had horrible... I feel like I'm just going to complain about airline stuff a lot in this part of the podcast. Yeah, but please please complain about your, your paid trip to Hawaii. Yeah, so they were flying me out there, and then it just went, you know. Uh, we had a, we missed our, everything almost went horrible. I almost missed the show. Um, we were supposed to get on a flight to Salt Lake City, go from Salt Lake City to Maui, and our flight out of Atlanta to Salt Lake City was delayed like an hour, and we're like, all right, no big deal, we have like a two-hour layover, yep. we're still good. Is that, do you, do you always connect, do you have to connect through there? I think they have a direct to Honolulu, but to Maui, you have to stop somewhere. Maui's the from, big Mormon hangout. Yeah, I think so. Got it. All I right. believe so. Um, so... All of a sudden, you know, somebody tells Anna, my fiance, hey, I, I know what the delay is. And she's like, what? And he goes, we were doing the pre-boarding, you know, and they ask, like, does anybody need extra time? And this guy was one of those guys. And he goes, somebody in front of me was getting on the plane and he had a colostomy bag <gasps> and it exploded. It exploded? In the plane while they were boarding. Oh, no. I would and rather the engine explode. I would rather almost anything explode. Uh, than a colostomy bag. And so we're just like, and so Anna's telling me, somebody just told me a colostomy bag exploded on the plane. I was like, oh, it's going to be a longer delay. <laughs> yeah. I hope. I mean, it should be. That's like the most reasonable delay ever. For so, sure. Yeah, well, we obviously have to clean this up. Yeah, no one's going to get mad. But like in only an hour, they bored us. And or then, colostomy bag, that's... that's It's poop. That's Okay, just poop? It's just all of it. I don't know. That I, doesn't matter. I don't poop. care okay, about okay. it. <laughs> what would I make know. it worse? I, <laughs> I was mainly asking if it was just pee. No, but you went okay. There's no, another. Got t- it. There's another thing for pee. I think it's a separate the catheter bag. Yeah, your your we'll cath, it, we'll cath put, buggy. I don't we'll know. Put a link in the show notes for anybody that needs to know. Yeah, any any catheter sponsor <laughs> us. We'll try out your product. <laughs> um, so we get on the plane, and then the pilot comes on, and he's like, "Listen, we're actually going to be delayed a lot more. Three of our four toilets are clogged, which is so strange. That's so weird. He's like, all right, why?" 
it's weird that any of them would be clogged. And for three, that seems like such a coincidence. So I yeah, am thinking Everything myself, happens for a reason. I'm like, you know what probably happened? All the flight attendants and cleaning crew were on here cleaning up the colostomy bag explosion. They took all the paper towels, they tried to flush them down all the toilets, and they accidentally clogged three of the four toilets mm. with this guy's paper towels. Uh, and so then we're delayed two more hours. Um, they de- We're freaking out because we're going to miss... Because my show is like the first night we're there, so I'm like, if we miss this flight... We're starting to look and be like, will we still be able to get there in time? And uh, it's going to be really complicated. So they're finally like, we've been sitting on the plane for an hour and a half extra. And they're just like, all right, if you need to get off the plane to go talk to the gate agent to go reschedule your flight, you can do that now. And so we get off and we get off and the lady at the counter looks at us like we have guns. She's like, what are you doing <laughs> off the plane? And we're like, oh, the pilot told us to come talk to you. And then there's like 40 of us that have gotten off the plane. And she's freaking out. She's like, nobody move. Nobody move. And, uh, and one person goes to the bathroom and she about has a heart attack. But uh, So I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the phone trying to call Delta to figure out what our options are. And Anna is back by the gate. And I can hear over my shoulder somebody saying, ma'am... I don't know if there will be hotel rooms available if you have to fly to Los Angeles. I'm the pilot. And I said, oh, no, I know who he is talking to. That is definitely Anna. And I turned around. Sure enough, Anna's over there talking to the pilot, like, what are our options? And he's just like, ma'am, I fly the plane. I, don't, I can't get you a hotel room in Los Angeles. Oh, no. And that's when I knew. I was like, I made a good decision because yeah, I have... Do you moonlight as a travel agent, sir? Yeah. Well, th- well, that is the opposite of uh, no worries if not mentality. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm glad that she has a little bit of that. I'm going to go solve this problem in her where I'm like, oh, we'll just see if yeah. what they do. You know, they're working hard. That's uh, a lot of worries if so. A lot of worries if so. Yeah, many worries if so is <laughs> on his podcast. You guys can check it out. Um, so we end up having, sorry, the, the end of the story is not great, but we end up flying to Salt Lake City, then having to fly to Los Angeles. And then the next morning, waking up early and flying to Maui. And I got there uh, four hours before the show and slept, took a nap. Did the show and then slept for probably twelve hours. Wow, so happy ending! Out. Happy ending. Um, you know, somebody had a w- much worse day than me. Can you imagine <laughs> having your colostomy bag explode on the flight? I absolutely can. It's happened. Yeah, it's happened before. <laughs> I've actually thought about it many times. So, wow, what a wild intro! Yeah, you got. Please tell your friends about our podcast. The rest of the trip went great. <laughs> yeah. You got to be like, hey, man, you know how you're into Brooks and Dunn and Colostomy Bags? Dude, I got a podcast for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's even before the interview. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, didn't, I wouldn't expect anything about talking about all that. Um, I hope our sponsor's cool with it. Oh, yeah. I hope sponsor for today is okay with us talking about uh, that dirty, dirty stuff. I'm sure they will be. They're one of my uh, absolute favorite companies. All right. You take, <clears throat> you take this one. Sure. Happy to. Do you struggle to find recreational activities that stimulate, stimulate you mentally and physically? Already escaped from all the escape rooms? Hold all the top scores of your local putt-putt facility? It sounds like you're in need of a new challenge. Well, we've got the activity for you. Chainsaw pogo sticking. It's like axe throwing, (laughs) but with way longer liability forms. It's amazing. Many are saying chainsaw pogo sticking is the hardest hobby you can have. Come on down to Kenny's Chainsaw Pogo Sticking and hop on one of our state-of-the-art pea sticks. Once you are settled on our on your stick, one of our long-haired inter- <laughs> one of our long-haired interns will shove you a cranked-up chainsaw. Our founder Kenny invented chainsaw pogo sticking while he was late to a yard sale, and there were just two items left. <laughs> chainsaw pogo sticking is a great fit for your next corporate team-building event. Need to spice up Memorial Day? Uh, you know what to do. Heck, 
You can even chainsaw a pogo stick down the aisle on your big day. Cute. No worries if not, is proud to partner with Kenny's Chainsaw Pogo Sticking for this episode. Use code Axe Throwing is for Babies and receive 10% off your first visit. Kenny's Chainsaw Pogo Sticking. Boing, boing. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. Uh, wow. And Kenny's Chainsaw Pogo Sticking for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, Kenny sent us all that with his uh, one remaining limb. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty pretty messed up looking dude, honestly. <laughs> uh-huh. But you know, it takes no pain, no gain. Yeah, you know, you know who I like a little more than Kenny? Hmm. David Perdue. David Perdue, the senator. And transitions—that's my thing on the podcast. <laughs> really good at him. Uh, not not the senator. Nope. Um, so yeah, that's we're gonna get into all that. David Perdue is an amazing comedian that we know and love, based here in Atlanta. Yep. Um, and David Perdue is also a former senator from Georgia. And there is just, you know, that that is a little unfortunate to be the slightly lesser known David Perdue. Yeah, it's fun to hear him talk about oh, yeah. him getting mistaken for him online. Completely all different vibes. Um, David is wonderful. He's one of the co-hosts of Fourth and Ten. It's a sports and comedy podcast. We'll tell you about that, too, at the end of the show. But listen to it. Um, and yeah, I think it's time to get into the interview. Please enjoy this episode with David Perdue. I know. Go ahead, David Purdue. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have missed it. For the listeners at home, this is not the David Purdue you might think of immediately. Nope, not a politician. What is the likelihood he would have been on this podcast? Let's, let's throw that number out there, percentage wise. Honestly, could probably get him. I'm about to say. I feel like could I feel like definitely he's not, get him. I feel like he's not doing anything right now. He's around. <laughs> yeah, he's around. Yeah, you yeah. know the the Stan fam over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah. we're releasing your episodes back to back. Just to, I would love that. Just to be very confusing. <laughs> yeah, they're going to make our listeners pick their favorite. Yeah. No, I'm so uh, excited that uh, I don't have to fight for my name in the public eye anymore. Very, very not fun. Is there a chance he... Oh, let's let's explain that for people who okay. might not know. Because it's... I mean, it was national. It was a national... It was, nas- it was arguably the, the most talked about election outside of... Like in recent history like there's a runoff for you know what i mean like yeah, so it's huge percent. georgia yeah. decided the entire and then they country put like billions of dollars into this election and then so i just kept seeing my name over and that's over. that's true because yeah at least you could like over. get out of georgia and be like yeah. all right no one knows nah, the other david purdue everyone knew that and guy. you'd get you'd get tagged on twitter by I, mistake wouldn't you from his people sometimes he'd yes. be speaking at a, an event and it would be like david purdue speaking at this thing and then just be like I don't know. Some people sit on stage and then they tag me, and I was like, "Do you look at the profile picture?" So you, you, <laughs> like, who? This is why you can't win an election. Yeah. You don't know. You, you work for the real one. You should know his handle. Yeah. So it was that. I mean, I had that. I had people. This one, I realized no one knows what anybody does in government because I would get people <laughs> messaging me stuff that like I don't know what a senator does. Like I'm not gonna. I even have a political podcast. I still don't know what people do. Right. Yeah. But I know for a fact the U.S. senator is not in charge of potholes. Like, I know that. <laughs> That's true. I know that. So when people were like, there's a pothole in front of my, in my DMs, like, there's a pothole in front of my house. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, I got this real David Purdue. Nothing. <laughs> I can do anything about that. Call, I don't know, like, someone who works in concrete. Like, I don't know, call your mayor first. I don't know, like, anybody but this guy. You're like, I can do the same amount that he would do. Exactly. And the answer is no. Yeah. So, um, anyway, all that to say, I'm very happy to not. Did you play along ever? Never. Oh, never. No, like, if people ask and you're like, I'm just going to have a terrible answer so that they then hate so, the guy they think you are. So here's the thing. I made a decision early on when there was, I remember when he first got elected, there was this woman who was running against him in somewhere like North Georgia. 
and she happened to come to a comedy show I did in Canton, Georgia. <laughs> Just happened to be there. And she was like, I want you to do something for my campaign. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Because so I did a quick Google search of the other David Perdue, and I was like, oh, this guy's like a billionaire. Like, he's like so much money. I was like, he has the type of money that I assume can make people disappear. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not about to pick a fight. Everybody's like, you should do the funny thing. No, you know, I know how bullies work. I'm not about to be like, hey, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to, you oh, know, yeah. it's like you, you, I could be erased. No, I keep my Bezo <laughs> tweets to a minimum. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel the same. Oh, no, he's, he's too, that's, that's more money. He, he will never hear from me. What do you think she would have had you do? Oh, she's told me what she would have me do. This is the funny part. She was like, I'm going to do an event. You're going to come. I'm going to have David Perdue at my event. You're going to get the people riled up, and then you're just going to come out there and wave. And I was like, in the middle of like North Georgia mountains, you want me to do this? I like, you know what you're asking of me right now? <laughs> and then the joke will be that you walk out. Yeah. And then that'll be the joke. And then she'll be like, that'll get the votes. And then, like, and then you can just drive home. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, do you know what you set me up? Like, it's one of those situations where it's like, I always tell people, like, I don't do dangerous things. Not because I'm afraid of danger, but because I'm afraid of like what my family would say if something happened to me while I was doing a dangerous thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm never swimming with sharks. Not because I don't want to swim with sharks, because I, if I die from swimming with sharks, my family's going to be like, why was he with, at my funeral, like, why was he with the sharks? Right. This is what he gets. Dude, I don't even do like slip and slides anymore. Yeah. No, well, we, I saw we, you we, do it. We've yeah, all seen yeah, that yeah. video. <laughs> that was classic internet right there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there no. is that thing. You really don't want to die doing something that everybody's going to be like, well, you shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah, no, I want to die super regular. Like, yeah. I want to, like, where people can mourn me. I don't want people to be like, should I even be crying for this loser? Like, he did that to himself. Like, yeah. I don't want that. My, so, uh, my other David Perdue would be uh, an Aaron from Ghost Hunters, some show okay. on TLC. There's like okay. four dudes, and it's just a white dude with a beard named Aaron. Okay. And I'll sometimes, I guess, pop up on people's Twitter and they search for it. Yeah. So they'll tag the other three guys and me. Oh, fun. And, you know, you can kind of guess the people. Like, they just yeah. look like there's not a lot going on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, You're saying that people that follow Ghost Hunters don't have a lot of other stuff going on? Mm-hmm. No, they don't. They follow. Like That's fine. Focus a lot right. of energy on but the to like, right. I have to know more. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they ask questions, and four or five times, I would just reply with like, "Well, that's crazy." Yeah, like the woman in the attic actually like <laughs> killed whatever, and just go off the rails. Yeah. Uh, and all three of those guys blocked me. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm blocked, blocked by all of the you ghost hunters. You get blocked hunters. a lot. Yeah. You get blocked a lot. I got a lot of good blocks. Yeah, blocked by multiple ghost hunters. Multiple ghost dude, hunters and you, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Dude, one day you're gonna holy ghost be, hunter right there. <laughs> one day you're gonna be in need of a ghost hunter, and have no one to turn to. Shoot, bro. If you need one, I know a ghost hunter. Do you? I do know a ghost hunter. Who? He's a comedian. You're, uh, there's like ghost brothers. It's like the, they're basically like the black ghost hunters. It's on like Discovery <laughs> America. Have you seen that show? No, but There's Ghost Brothers show, is so funny. I think it's called Ghost Brothers, but one of them is like this Atlanta comedian. He's also like an amazing barber to like the stars. He does everything. Yeah, wow. Marcus Harvey. Shout out to Marcus Harvey. But he's like on the show, and it's like him and two other black dudes, and they're like, we also look for ghosts. <laughs> And then they go look for. I've never seen. The is old, it just three comedians or is that no, like one real ghost one, hunter? Yeah, it was three people. Who, I don't think any of them are, are ghost hunters, but they're they've done it several seasons enough to be like you're qualified now. Oh, more for than, sure. Well, I think you can just say you're one. You're a ghost hunter. That's true. Because there's no ghost hunters that have like ghosts mounted on their walls to prove that they killed the ghost. That's are they, true. Are they trying to kill the ghosts? <laughs> yeah, well, hunters such a like just like uh, ghost observers. Let's you know. Yeah, because hunting implies you're gonna kill them yeah i think it's just like uh, they're here i'm scared yeah. okay what if you did go to a ghost yeah. hunter's house and then there was like it was my mounted ghost <laughs> and it was just like it's just empty 
It's just like, yeah, they're pretty see-through, so it's tough to really see them, yeah. but trust me, they're there. Yeah. Or if he really tried to sell it, it's like sheets, like real Scooby-Doo, like it's oh, sheets. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's also like, they're like a jar with like some smokes where like, yeah, yeah. he's like, has to redo the smoke every day to make yeah. people believe it. He's in there. Yeah. You yeah. Trust me. He gets, he gets angry after eight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're usually pretty still during the day. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you, uh, I, we didn't even say this. We we might have earlier in the intro, but David is a comedian. I am. If you couldn't tell, not a uh, sommelier vibes nope, or anything. Not yet. I'm gonna um, add that to it. Yeah, no, we're we're back at it. You got shows going on yeah. now. How was uh, how was the last year for you? Uh man, so fun. Had a great time. <laughs> I don't, no, people think I'm lying. I love not doing comedy. This <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> I'll never get that time back, and it kind of makes me sad. Your new passion is not doing stand-up. So, like, well, I, I remember, because you had Shonik on the first episode, yep. and he was one of the people who was, like, really against this, but before the pandemic, if you ask, ask him, I was saying, like, I think about the quick comedy. Yep. And he was like, no, don't do it. And I was like, nah, bro, I think I gotta find something else to do. I don't know if I like this like that. And then everybody had to quit comedy. And then, like, two two months in, I was like, I don't think I wanna quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wanna quit on my terms. I don't want the world to make me quit. So, uh, no, I, I mean, I did Zoom shows. Those are those were dumb, but we did them. Y'all yeah. both. I feel like y'all were always doing them. Did every, I did everyone that asked. That's the same. <laughs> I never sought them out, yeah. but if somebody was like, hey, can you do it? I was like, what else am I doing? Yeah, I don't think I ever reached out to anyone to try to get on one, yeah. but I said yes to everything that Every God single one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Same. Wow. Well, to everyone who, who to paid anything. Andrew, yeah, you should feel dumb because he did some free ones. It. I would have done it for <laughs> so free. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, did, I, definitely, I think I did a, a free one. Or two. I probably did a free one or two. I just was like, I, I didn't hate them in the sense of like, oh, this medium doesn't work. I just was like, I guess I hate them in the sense of just like, oh, this, everything about all of this is dumb. <laughs> like, defective. You know what I mean? Like, like there's got to be some TV you guys can watch. Like, I felt bad for all of us. Yeah, like, we're yeah. all... Why are you re- guys wanting this? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, you, you're in your bed. I'm in my bed. Like, what are we... <laughs> we just call and chat. Like, you know, like, it's weird. And I thought I was escaping... Things that like comedy shows, you know, like the post show conversations. Yeah, yeah, no the lingering. We still got that. I did enjoy a few of them. The corporate, surprisingly, the most fun ones for me were the corporate, corporate ones. ones. Yeah, I did a couple because of it was like they all knew each other. Right. You could joke about one of the people, and everybody knew who you were talking about. It yeah. wasn't just a random group. There was yeah. some fun in that, but it's still obviously not yeah. what you want. My favorite, the thing that I did in the whole pandemic was an online show, and it was for the Warnock campaign. And I yeah. put on a show with, I just was like, they were like, because initially what happened was they, a friend of mine who like was big in like, you know, politics or whatever. And he was like, yo, I think, I think I want to like do something like a comedy show. And I was like, all right, cool. And part of it was supposed to be, we didn't make this happen, which was like, this is the one thing I regret is. So the other David Perdue was supposed to debate John Ossoff. Right. And he didn't do it. And so I was like, yo, have him debate me. <laughs> <laughs> right like you i want to up to the podium yeah like i want to debate him online and they were like oh that's a brilliant idea yeah and then like we almost had it for the the show but they were like you know at that point in time literally so much money involved that like apparently like every 15 minutes was scheduled for these people yeah literally every 15 minutes was like hey. and then if somebody with more money came in they'd be like all right your 15 minutes was bought by this other person so your 15 minutes is gone so all i have to say is didn't get us off but i the, my coolest thing is i put uh, Reverend Warnock and George Wallace in a conversation together. <laughs> Wait, I saw this, I think, when you did it. Yeah, like that was the whole thing. I was like, I just want to put on an online comedy show, but at some point I want John Oz, I mean, not John, uh, Reverend Warnock and the comedian George Wallace to just talk about being Georgia boys, right? So what happened was, two things happened from this. And if George Wallace, if you listen to this, 
I have to share this because it's the wildest thing. George Wallace has my phone number now, and he would just send me the most ridiculous things. He still does? Bro, I'll, he's... He, he, on Twitter, he's incredible. So he's, in, how, in, he's amazing on Twitter. How, how old yeah. is he? I always, whenever I see him tweet, I'm like, how old is Timeless. this man that just knows Twitter so well? He's so... Like, he puts anybody to, to shame. Yeah. But he, when I got his information, he called me. And then he he started just being like, well, we got to get the off off camp. We got to get the Warnock campaign to. Uh, they need music. They don't have enough music. So he sends me like this audio <laughs> clip of like some song like it's called like Taking You Higher. Mm-hmm. You go higher. He's a, By Creed, yeah. No, no, I wish it was. But he like he's like mouthing it. I, I don't know if I can play it, but like he's just like Warnock off 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 Warnock. He's like saying it that way, and he's like he's like has like this music thing. He sends me like this little like picture of like. Kamala Harris and like it's this weird he he's putting together what he thinks is the best campaign move and I'm like dude I just I just want you to do jokes like I don't I don't have control I am not really that involved in this campaign any of this but then but the beauty of it like randomly he'll send me text messages with like jokes (laughs) that'll just be like eventually like be on Twitter and I think that's the coolest thing is that because he's old and thought it was Twitter no way. Okay. <laughs> no way. Cause so here's the thing. I thought he was sending them to me because I was special. Like, yeah. Oh, a comedian. And then I was on at the one of the points in the pandemic when Clubhouse was a big thing. Yeah. Right. He got on Clubhouse and a bunch of people were talking about how he also sends them the same. And I was like, here I was thinking I was special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like seeing your girlfriend on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's got a roster. Yeah. So that was the coolest thing we had. You know, like I said, uh, Warnock and uh, and George Wallace, and we had like W. Kamal Bell, and we were supposed to have like uh, George Wallace, like basically do his time and like leave. He just didn't leave the Zoom, yeah. and like, no I'm- one. <laughs> Who's gonna tell him? Like, was he paying attention or is just so he he kept interrupting other comedians' jokes? Like, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. Like, he would just like interrupt, and then it was supposed to be like this. I think it was supposed to be W. Kamal Bell or Hardy Connabu was supposed to have a conversation. Then he just started talking. And then all of a sudden, everything we planned was out the window. And then they just started doing yo mama jokes. <laughs> it was like W. Kamal Bell and George Wallace. And they just started rolling. And I was like, this is not what we planned. It's actually way better. Way better. <laughs> way better. We could not have planned this. Oh, not at all. That is so funny. George. I have a George Wallace story. Oh, love it. Uh, I was, several years ago, I was hosting for Byron Bowers at the Punchline. Yep. Another Atlanta great. And they were like, hey, George Wallace is here. He's going to go on. But um, Byron was already on stage. He was yeah. the last comedian. Yeah. Uh, so they were like, "Well, he's gonna like Byron's probably gonna bring him up," and but then Byron got off stage, so mm-hmm. I had to run up on stage and be like, "Hey, everybody, George Wallace is here." Yeah, brought yeah. him on, and then I went and sat down to watch him, and he I didn't know how long he was gonna do, and he's kind of doing his set. He's obviously a great Kill it, yeah. comic, killing. And uh, finally, he I can see he's kind of looking around, <laughs> and I was like, "Why is he looking around?" Yeah. And then he, he kind of goes back into another joke, and then he kind of starts looking around again. <laughs> And then he goes to another joke, and finally he just goes, "Where is the host?" <laughs> He's so old. And I was like, "Oh, sorry. Like I'm here. I just yeah. waiting for you to say goodnight or something." And yeah. I had to like run up on stage. But then like somehow like Byron must have thought that I wasn't in the room, mm-hmm. so he like went back on stage, and it was a super yeah. awkward ending to the show. And I was like, "Oh well, George Wallace hates me." Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we left things. So that picture. Does anybody have a, you have a picture of that of all three on stage? <laughs> No, oh, no, man. thank you. No, I never went back on stage. I think I went up oh. after Byron and just apologized to the crowd and was like, "Sorry, we're really more organized at like the punchline usually." Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's he's Wallace. hilarious. Love him. Yeah, he sent me a Happy Father's Day text. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know, like, what do I what do I do with this? Well, please, now that you're friends with him, tell him that I am sorry. Yeah, I'll let him know. Yeah, I'll definitely let him know. When it comes to uh, celebrity pals, I want to know the Oprah story. 
The Oprah so, story. <laughs> David's fantastic comedian, uh, which has led him to other ventures, include yeah. a, including acting. Acting, yes. And what was the show? The show was called Love Is. I, of course, watched it all and loved it. Huge fan. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. It's a cult classic. Actually. I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cult classic. What was, what was the show about? It's about the so the late the woman who created the show, Girlfriends, Being Mary Jane. Uh, what's the other show? The uh, there was a show that was like on CW or something like that. It was like about football players. I forgot. It was a black show. All these are very black shows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're very black shows. Okay. Aaron and I watch most of them. No, I yeah, figured. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot the name of it. But like, uh, anyway, it was a very popular. It was like one of the highest rated shows on television that just, you know, just black people just pushed that to be the most. Anyway, she's a creator. It's, it's basically like a, it was a love story about how her and her husband came to be. And it's like set in like the early 90s. So they were like, oh, you got a hot top at the time. They were like, you'd be a perfect. So I played a comedy writer. <laughs> In the show on um, on uh, on own, and uh, the whole time they're like, maybe Oprah's gonna be on set, and I was like, bet, <laughs> right? Because like I remember, probably even before I started comedy or like right around the time, I remember telling my mom like I want to meet Oprah. That was the goal. Yeah, I remember. So there was like I remember I was in college. I came home and I was Oprah was on, and she said something. She was referencing somebody, and I was like, yo, I bet she reads this dude named Howard Thurman. Who anybody who's like Howard Thurman is like Bailey Martin Luther King's like mentor. He was like the he was like the the the, the civil rights pastor, right? Mm-hmm. So all the people who did civil rights, they all looked up to him. Like he was like the spiritual guide of that. Got it. And so a lot of people really messed with him. And I was I heard her say something. I was like, I bet she reads Howard Thurman. And I was like, Mom, I want to meet her and ask her. And everybody obviously say stuff like, oh, that's never gonna happen. But I said it just kind of like, all right, like you know, I'm put it out there, but not even like a. Every day I'm working toward meeting Oprah. Like it wasn't yeah, yeah, one of those, but it was just like you're sending cool. sending letters every day. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but that. it is really smart to know what you would say, right? Because that's the worst when you see a celebrity and you're like, oh, I want to say something to them. I have nothing meaningful to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. I've, so that's good. It's yeah. good to strategize. I I was ready. Uh, so we we I was in seven episodes of that, uh, and then they were like, all right, we're gonna have the premiere party in L.A., and it was like it's for like main cast. And I was like, I don't think that's me. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they did not. But as a group, the other people who were not main cast were like, we just want to fly out and just be a part. Because we became a really tight knit group of people. Right. And so we flew out. I did a red carpet. It was like a pink carpet. And I'll I fly out there. We had to, we flew out our own dime. We put ourselves up, all that, whatever. Right. But they were like, if you get out here, you can do the red carpet. Cool. So we walked. First of all, I took an Uber. To the red carpet, which is very... You never think about how people get to the red carpet. You just think like limos. Right. But like I, we, I took a, me and my friend took an Uber and we, they, they, they couldn't get us so close. We parked in front of like an all-you-can-eat Chinese buff, like buffet and then walked across the street <laughs> and then kind of were like in the, uh, in the area where the pink carpet was. And I'm thinking like, all right, we just walk in and then there were like way more important people like, oh, y'all made it? Oh, dang. All right, well, just be over here. So they like put us... <laughs> they put us in this other area so other people can take pictures and like... While we're standing over there, I just, you can feel it. Like, you felt it. And everybody goes, oh, snap. Like, you know what I mean? You can feel it. Look over to my right, and it's Oprah Winfrey. And I go, oh, snap. Like, I, I think, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Like, if you've never met Oprah, I promise you the first thing you say is, oh, whatever, expletive. It's Oprah. And that's exactly <laughs> what I said. And then people were like, it was like me and like probably like four other people said it at the same time. And then she like walks in, and she's not like in talking distance, because like, there's people around, yeah. right? So she walks. Did you have an entire team of people with her? Yes. Like security and PR, any of that? For sure, but you don't know who's who. That's true. You don't know, but Smart. just know it's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> like you, when you, when you, in hindsight, you realize like 
Half of the room is moving <laughs> with her. Right. So it's like, you know, you're kind of insulated. Yeah, this could be her chef or her bodyguard or yeah, whatever. Maybe both. Any number of things. So Probably trained in both. Definitely. So she walks and she walks, she does a red carpet. And then I'm like, all right, you scrubs, you can walk the red carpet now. And if you, like, I remember seeing, I have a Getty image in my, I don't know how to make, do you, are you good at pictures? Are either of y'all good at pictures? No, mm. no, not at all. Yeah, I don't know what to do with my face. Like, it's very much so. I think I have like a weird, like, like, what am I doing here, face? Like, like I do like this weird thing with my cheek. Was that Italian? What was that? Was no, that I don't accent? know what. It, I still don't know what it is. You <laughs> can define. Just, the it. more you think about it in the moment, you're like, "What should I do in this picture?" It's like, "Oh no, why am I thinking about what to do?" Yeah, yeah the couple of red carpets I've done, I've messed up bad, yes. bad, bad, and I never want to see those. pictures No one ever prepares again. you oh, for that. Congratulations on your red carpets. Yeah, yeah. you guys are both just red carpet people. Technically, yeah. I'm only a pink carpet person. It was okay. a pink carpet. Well, it sounds like <laughs> they might have been rolling it up as you were walking. You were so towards the end. We were very much towards the end, but they were like, "All right, you go walk," and so. Oprah is standing in the middle of the carpet doing like press or whatever. Like she's talking to people. So they told us very a certain terms. You take your picture and you keep walking. I'm like, that's a billion dollars in front of me. I'm going to linger. And I did. And somewhere there's a YouTube video of like Oprah doing this press. And I'm clearly just like trying to get whatever Oprahness is out there. So I'm just around. And you see a dude walk up and go, move. <laughs> like keep moving. And so I was like, dang, I'm not going to get a chance to like. Me, Oprah. Then, so we go in for the premiere. We watch the first episode. She comes up, does a speech, and then she leaves. You're in the first episode. Yeah, I'm in the first episode. Like, like a pretty. So she watched you. Yeah, she saw you. Yeah, for she sure. saw me. Yeah. Right? Apparently, she's very hands on. So she watched. Okay. She does everything. Cool. She yeah. pays attention. Well, it's her network, right? It's own, right? Yeah. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey Network. network. Yeah. yeah. So she, uh, she, she does the speech. Everybody talks about the show, and they're like, all right, rooftop party. But they, they let her leave first. So in my mind, Oprah just got in a helicopter. And she's out of here. She's yeah. not partying with us, right? She's bezos into space. <laughs> she's gone. Yeah. Like a billion dollars probably Straight moves. Straight up. Right. A billion dollars, I'm sure, moves different than the guy who Ubered to get to the... Like, it's good to differ. <laughs> like, I just imagine. If we're doing the same thing, somebody's messing up, right? So we go upstairs to the party, and I'm not expecting to see her at all. And all of a sudden, somebody goes, she's up here. <laughs> and we all knew who she was. Yeah, of course. Need to say. So, like, all of my other friends who were around, they all have, like, agents and stuff. I have no one. Like, so they have people being like, <laughs> so they have people being like, hey, we'd like to talk or whatever. Like, can we can we get a picture with her? I, I realized immediately, like, if I'm going to get this done, I got to do it. So I, like, do this, like, my friend is, he, he has his agent talk. I do this, like, beeline kind of thing where I'm like, I got to be around, but, like, not, like, weird. And uh, my friend, he starts talking, and then I'm thinking I'm getting close, and one of those m- mysterious people just puts the most stiffest hand on my <laughs> shoulder. Like I've never felt a shoulder <laughs> touch in my life like this. And you could tell that like he murdered people, and he'd do it again for Oprah. Like you could, he's he had, about to. He had He's a ready. Red Killmonger vibe because he was like, "Where are you going?" And I was like, "Oh, just obviously I want to meet Oprah." Like <laughs> I'm like, "Where do you think I'm going?" I'm on a rooftop, all these people around. And then I was like, I just want a picture. And then so my friend who was had just talked to her, he was like, oh, Dave. Or no, he didn't even say that. He was just like, yo, he did like this. And then I saw her. We locked eyes. And at first thing I was like, oh, hi, I'm David Perdue. And her response was, I know who you are, David. And uh, I go, I go, uh, my whole brain goes, get the, like, I like, she was like, the senator. I love you. No, she said, I know who you are. You're nothing like that senator. That's what she said. Wow. And I remember being like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is, who made you do this weird joke to me? Like, how dare you people set me up for this? Like, but she was like, and then I said to her, I said, um, 
I said, do you by chance, I said, I said, if I ever met you, I have to ask you this. I said, do you by chance read Howard Thurman? And I cannot describe to you what it feels like to see somebody like Oprah, eyes light up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I said, do you? and she goes, of course I do. Right? And I go, can I guess what your favorite book of his is? And she's like, she kind of had this face like, you, you, wanna, like, you give me a pop quiz? Like, who are you? Like, yeah. Yeah. Me- <laughs> but that is so interesting. Like Andrew was saying, like, have something to say. She was all in. I, as soon as I saw eyes you're up, not going to think of it in that moment. You have to already know. I yep. knew. Yeah. And I never felt more calm in my life because, again, I remember saying that I want this to happen. So it really was an autopilot. And I was like, and I was like, can I guess your favorite book? And she was like, all right, sure. And I was like, I think that you like, uh, I believe I said The Search for Common Ground. And she was like, that is one of my favorite books. And we started talking about the book and why she liked the book. And I could see everybody's face around like, what's happening? Because they're connecting. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody else is getting pictures or whatever. And she's just like talking to me about this. And we start talking about this book. And I don't remember a lot of the conversation because at the time, I'm like, Kim, we got this far. Like the whole time, like, this is this is crazy. Yeah, I'm still talking. I'm still talking to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we talk about the book. And then um, I forget to take a picture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a part of me was like, oh, well, you know, like I have a story. And then uh, maybe like five minutes later, she uh, like walked by and I was like, oh, I forgot to get a picture. She's like, oh, of course. And she lets me take a picture. Uh, but after first, like the dude also hit me in the arm again. He was like, when you just like, almost like, what you just hear? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but you saw the connection. Don't act like you didn't see it. <laughs> right. there's, there's a spark here. You know, <laughs> you saw her eyes light up, <laughs> eyes lit up. And then we took the picture. I'm and then, uh, young Stedman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I right, take Stedman out, bro. Get it over. <laughs> But we took a picture. Also found out Oprah, big tequila fan. Oh, all right. yeah, she's every, having a good time. Has well, like she loves tequila. Like she had a special tequila. Like I remember there was a moment where like there's a, like these, these the waitress people like walking around like giving us tequila shots, right? Because like everyone on premieres apparently like this is like a tequila thing, and so there's like this waitress walking around with like tequila, and they walk up to her like, "Hey, would you like tequila, Oprah?" And she was like, "No, thank you." And then the lady was just like, why wouldn't she? And I, I remember looking at her. I was like, you think she, Oprah's sipping general admission tequila? Get out of here. Like, I would have knocked that tray out of your hand surf, trying to serve it at the Oprah. How dare you? Like, I got upset. But then eventually, I mean, not really upset. You know what I mean? But like, then eventually, like, she gets in the front. We do a toast to the show. And she takes a shot of tequila. And it was the craziest. I remember I went home and cried. I went to my Whoa. hotel. I was crying. I was like, this this is unreal. And I also text. Like, Did you call your family? You call everybody? I First of all, absolutely. Te- it's like at this time, it's like two in the morning, East Coast, right. morning, LA. Yeah, it's like two, three in the morning. So people I called were uh, uh, my mom. I definitely texted my dad. My dad's so supportive. He was like, "I was like, I met Oprah." And he was like, "No, son, Oprah met you." And I was like, "You're the best. <laughs> You're the best dad ever." Dang, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, he's like, "Oprah met you," and I was like, "All right, but this is Oprah. Like, you don't she, do that right did, now. Yeah, yeah. she did know who I was. Yeah, right, that yeah. was nice, but freak out for me. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I text my brother. And I remember I text an ex-girlfriend like, hi, I got you. <laughs> Checkmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any dating profile you ever have, oh, that's got to be the first picture, yeah, right? Yeah, of course and, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. And under it, it says, no, that's really Oprah. Like, I have to make sure that people know no, it actually, yeah. actually is Oprah. Yeah. Does well, she it, have impersonators? Are there Oprah impersonators you can hire? Like, actual good, like, are you I feel saying, like, like she's for famous events? enough. Yeah, I feel like she's famous enough to have, like, a... Definitely. Yeah. See, I feel like at our budget, we're saying impersonators, but at her budget, she has like clones. Yeah, she, there might be more than one of her actually. So yeah, that's like I feel like at her at her budget, it's like all right, let's like let's just let's just make another me. Yeah. So I can get more things done. 
to maintain yeah. all of this. Well, gonna spit in this vial, and yeah. you guys just make another one. Yeah, they've been building her, building new Oprah since like probably like ninety. That's how she can fluctuate weight so quickly. Exactly, exactly. They're, they're, There's they're two out of there. Them. They're out there for yeah, sure. For sure. But yeah, no, that was a yeah, that was a surreal experience. Like I'll never. The fact that when she said, "I know who you are." I could have died. Like, I was like, that's it. I'm surprised you recovered from that. I'm still, like, every time I tell the story, I'm just like, that didn't happen. And I was there when it yeah. happened. Yeah. She's like, I would, if I, you know, if I had met her, I would have not had anything to say. You know, I would have just done like that Chris Farley Saturday Night Live yeah. interview thing. She's like, remember that time? <laughs> when you had a show? Remember that time you made people look under their seats? Yeah. And then there was like their favorite thing? But I feel like this, like, because we're all comedians, right? I feel like we've all probably met famous people. Yeah. I feel like the trick is to beat them to the punch, like the laugh. And let them feel comfortable that like you you're like don't get weird, but like say something that connects, mm-hmm. and then be okay with walking away. And yeah, if, yeah. And if they're if they're if they're like no no you cool, then you're in right. So when I said what I said and I saw eyes light up, that was my okay you're okay. But I was okay with just being like, hey, thank you for putting me on your show. Right, right. You know, like I was okay with that. But you got that green light of like I like talking to you. I know who you are, so that's great. Because there's some people that don't have enough self awareness to that's know, true. hey, I should. Let her have an out at every part of this conversation yes. so that she doesn't feel trapped and her people don't yeah. say, oh, she's trapped. Yeah. So to give her the freedom to say, hey, if you'd like to continue this conversation, here's the topic. If <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. I will walk I'll, away. I'll walk away. Is totally the way to go. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm too self-aware and don't want to linger ever. So exactly. there's definitely been conversations. JB Smoove, I was getting a drink okay. in line with him, and I'd like say something, and he'd, he'd keep talking. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. But I still like... Didn't talk as much. I just don't want to be weird. You like leave, and he's like, "Oh, where'd that guy go?" I know. He's like, "I want to be friends." Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then Tim Tebow, I well, I, I started it bad. I was <laughs> like, "Hey Tim, I'm a Georgia fan." Oh no! <laughs> and he, he goes, he goes, "Well, nobody's perfect." I was like, "You said that a trillion times, but it's still pretty good." Still good. Like, good. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we talk about how he blocked me on Twitter. He didn't know. He's I mean, he claimed to not know. Oh, he's like, I haven't touched my own Twitter account in ten years, dude. I was like, Oh wow, that's a good point. Okay. So I said something else. Then it like had that moment of awkwardness, and I was like, I need to bail. But instead, I was like, Do you know me, my friend? She was just on The Bachelor, and he's like, Okay. Yeah. And then I introduced them, and he got her number. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Yeah. This was before he was with whoever. Yeah, this was his a, wife. Few, a few weeks ago, actually. So <laughs> yeah. pretty, big, pretty big news. <laughs> scandal. Scandal. Canceled him, Devo. Yeah. No, you gotta have a plan. I tell people like, I mean, I think it works in comedy, like when you're coming up, because the the, the, the the access to like. Bigger comedians is or any it's like it makes no sense. You know in what I mean? Year one, year you could one. be on a show with your favorite f- comedian. Yeah, it's insane. So I like to tell, like, I mean, I think I learned. I like to tell any comedian, like, act like you've been there, but act like you don't need to be there. <laughs> yeah, you know because, what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Act like you don't need to be there. You know, and like, and kind of have that mentality. So like that that helped me. Every time I've met somebody that I've been like, when I met T Pain, it was very much so like, just don't like tell them. Appreciate if you really truly appreciate them, let them know that and be okay with being like, That's it, that's all I needed. Yeah, and so I remember when I met T Pain, first thing I said to him was just like, I was like, You're responsible for literally like 90% of my twerks in college, <laughs> and he, and he kind of laughed. And I was like, No, I'm being for real, but like, also, you're I think you're dope. And then that was it, I was okay with being like, All right, I was like, and he was like, I was like, You want to get a picture? And I was like, Yeah, I want to get a picture. I got the picture, you know, and yeah. then like after that, it was cool. And you yeah, like went yes. out after that, didn't you? No, the first time we didn't, but he oh, followed yeah. me on Instagram. Ooh, huge. He followed me on Instagram, and then, and then, talking about the punchline, this is like maybe two years later. So the first time I met him was at Star Bar. Second time I met him was at the punchline. I just literally had just got back from meeting Oprah, <laughs> right? <laughs> had got what back. a one two punch. I know. Like, My star is rising. You know what's crazy about out? that Oprah story? This is true. 
I met Oprah. This is how crazy that weekend was, right? I met Oprah. Same. I, I was in the room with the, someone was doing a podcast, and it was like Wanda Sykes. And I was just met Wanda Sykes. And then a little bit after that, uh, God rest his soul, I ran into Chadwick Boseman. And Whoa. none of that stuff means anything because I met Oprah. Of course. Right. Those stories are secondary. They're, 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 they're yeah. no one. Like I, have you ever heard me mention that I ran into Chadwick Boseman? They, no. They, exactly. would, they would be pumped to meet Oprah. Yeah. 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 I was like, I don't have anywhere to go but down. Yeah. You know, like if I met Obama, I'd be like, you're not Oprah. That's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's um, true. But yeah, no, I remember. Yeah. So he, I met him in Star Bar, met T Pain in Star Bar. Just happened. He and he loved comedy. Like he sat in the front row, stayed the whole time. I remember when he came in. I was like, "Yo!" He I don't stayed know. all the whole Star Bar the show. Whole Star so Bar for those of you that don't know, that's a long, long late show. Super in long. like the diviest bar of and all time. Back, the back then, there was mo- smoking inside. Back smoking then, smoking inside. He sat in the front because I remember when he came in. I remember seeing. I was like, I didn't recognize him at first. I saw him on something from the side, but I saw like I was like, I don't say I don't know who that dude is, but that chain is real because I remember seeing it like like yeah. listen or whatever. And I get on stage, and I'm like, oh, snap, ST Pain. But I, like, just did my jokes. Right. But I specifically did some joke, I remember, that had something to do with Florida. And he came up. He was like, oh, I like that. And I was like, yeah, I figured you would like that, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. And so, anyway, took the picture, and then he followed me on Instagram. So, like, again, two years later, just met Oprah coming back to Atlanta. I just post, hey, I'm hosting for Joe DeRosa at the Punchline. Get a DM. Hey, we pulling up. Whoa. Yeah. So it's like night up. You get a D- DM that just up. says T Pain has messaged you. Yeah, you know what? This is interesting. So this is very weird. You know when this whole T Pain not answering DMs went down. I know about. It. Do you know about that? I don't. I don't think so. This, do a quick recap. Basically, yeah. he found out that there's like a hidden like DMs area in your DMs. A message yeah. request. Message oh request. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like hundreds of people have been messaging for years. Yeah, right. It was like Some, Viola Davis. It was all yes, famous people. Like famous Rihanna. People and he didn't even accept any no of them. no idea. <laughs> but during this time, I'm getting messages from t- That's crazy. So when He's I'm like, seeing it, I'm like, y'all must suck. <laughs> He's responding Rihanna. to you and Rihanna. Is just <laughs> yeah. sitting there like, when's T-Pain going to You just got to get some jokes. Yeah, meanwhile, if I post that I'm at the punchline in Atlanta, T-Pain's like, hey, I'm pulling up. <laughs> Rihanna's like, you want to come to Madison Square Garden? And he's just like, no, nah, I'm going to the punchline. Punch <laughs> anyway, he comes to the show, him and his wife, his lovely wife, Amber. She's like the nicest human being ever. Yeah. And they come to the show and they just like have a good time. He heckled me a little bit. I was like, what am I going to do? Tell him, hey, you're interrupting. Like, no, I'm going to have fun with it, you know? Yeah. He's just a big fan of comedy. That's unreal. Yeah. He and, just hung out. Well, about a month and a half ago, we had our T-Pain we did. experience together. Yeah. Uh, it was a a social content shoot for Moe's Southwest Grill. Yeah. Um, the night before, I'm trying to, our call was at 7 a.m. for yeah. crew, so it was, it was early. I was trying to go to bed early. I'm in bed, just check my phone one time, and I get the notification, T-Pain's going live. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> What's going on? This is, yeah, 10, 10.30. Yeah. I get on there. He is just dancing with like a like a pimp cup. Yep. It was like jeweled out yep. glass, and he's just having a good time. Obviously intoxicated. Oh yeah. So I texted our like main crew, and I was like, "T Pain's gonna be hungover tomorrow. <laughs> I hope he makes it." <laughs> yeah. Um. Try to go to bed. You know, don't. Forty five minutes later, I look at my phone one more time and check. I'm like, "Is T Pain still on live?" Yeah. I opened it. He's talking with Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a Instagram he's live to with him. Fix 
Instagram. And, and Zuckerberg's explaining the message request to him yeah. on Instagram, which is so funny. He's yeah. telling, hey, you need to go to this, and you might have some people that have been trying to talk to you. Yeah. And does he realize it live? Like, oh my gosh, Viola Davis no, no, messaged this was, me two years ago. This was ago. after. This was his world apology yeah. tour. Oh, okay. yeah. The, yeah, the world. Literally, like that whole Instagram thing was like him apologizing to all these people. It's like Kalani and Zed was on it, and he was apologizing to them, to their yeah. faces. Meanwhile, like if I look at my DMs right now, there's like conversations between me and Pank in that era. And I was like, these people must not be cool. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, no, he's the nicest dude. Right, he's and yeah, on set it was awesome. He was he was came in. He's like, I'm hungover, but I'm we're having a good time. Yeah, and like, he crushed. We it. know. Yeah, yeah, he invited me to his crib. Uh, oh really? After yeah. that? Not not after the uh, most thing before. Like I went to his crib and we was just hanging out. He was like, he had like the the auto like when you can like talk to your. Like the smart house, right, right. I'll never forget because we were like now, like if you see videos of him, you've seen a video of him, like him and Hannibal Burris on the oh, doing the podcast, yeah. doing the rap stuff. So like, I remember freestyle. when he was talking about like I want to do a podcast, and I was like, yeah, you should just do a podcast. <laughs> like, and he was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was like, literally anything you want. You're that interesting, yeah. And so he's, ah, I don't know, and I was like, no, just get over it. And he showed me. I remember him showing me the area. And like what he wanted to do. And then so we were talking about that on the most set. Like, man, I'm proud of you. Like, it's so weird to be like, I'm proud of you, man. The thing you said you wanted to do that you clearly could have done very easily because you're super famous, but like you did it. I'm proud of you, T Pain. <laughs> I did say that. I was like, I'm proud of you. Man. That's, that's great. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, tell us about your T Pain story. Yeah, I feel really inadequate listening <laughs> to you guys be like, Oh yeah, I met Oprah, T Pain, all these people. I've like I've opened for some fun comedians. Yeah. But uh Who's yeah. your who's your Oprah? Who's the biggest name that I would want to meet or that I have that met? you have met? Um, I met Coach K. Oh, that's solid. That cool. was pretty cool. Not a, I, I became, I stopped rooting against Duke because he was I, so nice to me. And how that happens? I met him, uh, and then I just wanted to say hi to him. And I was one of those things where I was just going to say hi, nice to meet you, get a picture, and walk away. Yeah. And then I'm walking away, and he goes, Oh, where are you in school? And I was just oh. like, Yeah, I go to Auburn. I was, while I was at Auburn, he goes, Oh, great. What's your major? And I was like, what? Why do you, Why would you ask me that? Yeah. And he's like, oh, study hard. And I was like, thanks for oh, asking man. me and you questions. Were, you were still like, doing finance or whatever. Like, oh, you couldn't no. even do the like, no, yeah, I was I'm like a successful a, stand-up comic. No, flex. I was like a sophomore in college. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. I was like, in, That's uh, so cool. I was just like, I kind of like Duke now, I guess. He's so nice. <laughs> nice. I understand why he recruits so well. Yeah. People my age. Yeah. He's a good, nice dude. He's great at talking to. It is yeah. crazy how like your perception will immediately, like when you're like, oh, I was fed all these things to not like about whatever. And I mentioned, I was like, oh, no, you're, you're not bad at all. You're it's a cool human being. Like, yeah. like extremely ni- nicer than I thought you should be. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. Hopefully, I meet someone great to talk about soon. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I need to meet T Pain now. Listen, it's gonna it, honestly. It's probably very. If you post a show, hang around enough. He we just need comedy. to do a show together. I'm just gonna start going to your shows, bro. I it's so because cr- my thing is I'm trying to get him to do comedy. Like I, uh, another of my friends to do stand up. Yeah, like he he wants to do comedy. He absolutely wants to do comedy. I've got a great brewery the, show. The podcast. He knows he's got he it. He Knows he's got it. I remember saying he did it once in like Orlando Improv, and then uh, on his podcast he has an Atlanta comedian Vanessa Fraction. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. me and her talking, and she we were like we're gonna get him to do it. <laughs> like we're like plotting. If he listens to this, we're plotting. Me and Vanessa actively plotting to get you to do stand up. Like I've almost gotten to do the one a.m. at least twice. And both times he was like, oh, I can't get out of this other thing. I would have been there. And he was like, he wants to does do. Does he it. have it? Does he have what he wants to do, or is he just gonna show up? He's definitely gonna show up. But I could, you, to be honest, if he just told a story, yeah, you're like, this is better than his, any material. His follow up to the message request thing, he just did like a 
five minute video explaining what was going on, and it was so funny. You can tell him so in like funny. one take, just talking, and it was yeah. so funny. Yeah, like yeah, if he yeah. told that on stage, it would crush. And that's what? my thing. I was like trying to get him like. And God bless him because a lot of people don't have this self awareness. But I remember talking. He was like, "Yo, I just respect what y'all do so much. I'm not trying to be like T Pain tries comedy." That and I was just like, "You know how I many people who suck do that?" It's yeah, like, <laughs> it's like that is why it must be you. Yeah, you yeah, are. I was like, I mean, you know me. I've made rap songs with <laughs> auto tunes. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I don't." Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we were trying to get him. To, I think we'll. we'll I've got a great him. brewery show in Cumming, Georgia. That yeah. might be the perfect place for him to start. He, listen, I promise you. Like, <laughs> it would not surprise me if he just pulled up. He's like, he loves comedy. Like, he absolutely. Like, you know, like I mean, we've all done comedy. You you go in and see the audience. Like, oh, that's a comedy fan. Mm-hmm. He's a comedy fan. Like, that's he awesome. absolutely loves. Com- no, anybody who watches Star Bar for the entirety of the show. Yeah, you are into it. You're into it. Star Bar starts at nine. Or you're super nice and you're the front row and you don't. You feel bad leaving. I promise yeah. you, he's left greater events. That's true. Earlier, <laughs> like I promise you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like, I'm famous. I'm going to do something else. But he just was like into it because I was up probably toward the end of the show so he probably at that time been there for like two hours and he was just like laughing like it was the first person that he saw and I was like that's why like when people like you know like the internet starts getting mean to people and I was like protect T-Pain at all costs Mm because like some people don't deserve protection like this dude does nothing but like try to be happy and like try to be nice to people Yep. and it's like I'm not saying you shouldn't be that as a regular human being but like there are so many reasons for him not to be that (laughs) And him still being like, no, 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 I'm super cool. Like, I'm going to be cool. So, yeah, I'm just, I, I became more of a fan, just like how he is as a person. He's super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. This is the T-Pain episode now. It did become It's T-Pain that. and Oprah. Yeah, T-Pain yeah. and Oprah. That's the, yeah, we're just going to put that as the title of this episode. It's not going to be David yeah. Perdue interview. It's going to be T-Pain. Listen. We're going to heavily imply that that's who we're in. <laughs> those are our guests. Yeah. Yeah. Mind, this is my biggest credit. Yeah, I've been on Comedy Central. Yeah, I've been over Meeting T-Pain and Oprah is the greatest, two yeah. greatest. If, you know they have uh, like flyers for comedians and like this Comedy Central thing. As seen if they on, just yeah. put a as seen with. And it's just like a picture of Oprah and a picture of T Pain. Yeah, Dave Perdue get has met more. Oprah, has been to T Pain's <laughs> house. Yeah, I definitely get I'd, get, I'd probably get booked more. Yeah. I still think it's so funny you Ubered to the red carpet and then met Oprah after getting out of your Uber. Bro. It's funny. I wish you had told the Uber driver, like, hey, you just dropped me off at the red carpet. He just be like, are you sure we're supposed to do that? He got as close as he could. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. They wouldn't let him. They'd be like, no. We it was see. blocked off. They were like, Oprah's coming. We're not letting you use all of these streets. So we. We had to. It was a uh, like a all you can eat buffet. <laughs> we had to walk. We had to wait for, I just remember pressing the button for the crosswalk to get <laughs> to, to, get to, to, to Oprah. To get to the red Oprah. Carpet. Just like it's not. Wait, it's like super wait, hot. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. You're like doing your Uber rating as you're walking yeah. in. Yeah. Like this dude did his best. Just he did his best. Well, dude, I saw you started back your show with your friend. Is it was it called Dual Consciousness? Double Consciousness. Double Consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Don Beam. Yeah, know, talk Don about Beam. that for a minute because I I haven't seen it. Yeah, you're doing it in Athens mostly, right? We we've only done it in Athens, which is very weird uh, to just only do a at show. Moonlight Theater. Moonlight Theater twice, and the last time we did it, the big theater was at Morton Theater, That's which it. is like this very historic. I didn't realize like this very historic theater in Athens. I think it was like the oldest black owned initially black owned theater in the country like this dude named something morton used to own like everything he was like this black guy owned everything there so it's like it's a lot of like history there uh but the show honestly selfishly started like have you ever done a mic at a place where it's like not necessarily just comedy yeah yeah like a variety bro is it not the best you've ever done in your life it, it feels great because the audience has something to do during like during music they're just sitting there 
quietly. Yeah. And then they get to be involved with stand up. So yeah. it's it is great. Yeah. Yeah. So my friend Adon, super talented Adon being super talented poet rapper, he used to invite me to do like his mics. And he was just come do some time. And like you follow someone who's just like talking about trauma, talking about how hard life is, talking but like not there's no release. I you couldn't tell me I wasn't Richard Pryor. Like I was the greatest <laughs> comedian ever. And so I did his shows and I was like, this is great. And then one time I did a show here in Atlanta. You remember that show, uh, Song Missing? I don't think I ever did that. Oh, man. Do you remember Song Missing? No. Song Missing, somebody has to bring this back. Basically, it was like you get an artist and then every person on the show gets a song and you do a whole like 10 minutes about that. And it's not just comedians. It would be like writers, uh, you know, people who are like educators. Like you do just use this is a presentation. Cool. On, and but comedians always we used to always do better than everybody because and yeah. we never wrote like oh well, I'm gonna, it's just yeah. like we're gonna choose between a lecture and jokes yeah. yeah and so you get some informative stuff but some stuff would be like fun so one time I was I had a song missing Kanye West and I was like all right how am I gonna do this like, I don't want to do a regular I could just do jokes about like all of this but I was like no nah, I want to like really pay tribute right partly because a good friend of mine Rob Hayes. I knew it was a huge Kanye fan, and I felt weird that like he at the time he didn't live here. Yeah. So I was just like, I, well, I have to find a way to involve him. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna do the most Kanye thing ever, which is just sample other people's talents. <laughs> <laughs> so I had Rob Hayes do like this video thing, and I brought a Don in because I'd heard him do this piece that involved Kanye. So a Don comes and just destroys. Then I have to follow that, and I've never been buried more. I, mean, I think I've been buried one other time, and I was I remember at Starbar. When Dulce did her first like Conan and they brought a TV out <laughs> to Starbar to like watch her set. And it was like one of the best Conan sets I've seen. And then I had to follow that. And like she buried me from like 3000 miles away. <laughs> Dulce Sloan, amazing Dulce comedian. Sloan is, you guys yeah. don't know. Check. You need to look her up. Yeah. So anyway, Don does well. And I'm like, why can't we just do this show together? Like some comedies and poetry. And so I've been, you've done Moonlight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Moonlight is this is a yoga studio. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a... The comedy venue, but it works. It works, right? Yeah. And I was like, where's a place that I could do this thing? I don't know what it is. So we go there. We asked Chase, uh, like Chase Brantley. He was like, hey, can we do it? He's like, I love weird stuff. God bless him, too. Chase Brantley, if you don't know, he's the guy who runs it. Mm -hmm. But also, like, he, he he's like... He's trained as, like, a he's circus as a clown. clown. Like, he trained yeah. in Europe as a clown. And I, he was, so he's like, the wilder, the better. And I was like, all right, well, I, I don't know, man. I got a poet friend and me. We want to try to put the show together. So we put the show together once. The first time in Athens, we got done. We we're like, this isn't bad. Did it a second time. We we're like, I think we got something. We're getting ready to do a third time. And then the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And then so there was like nothing. And then like somewhere like late last year, they were like, hey, you want to bring this back? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, you want to do it as soon as you get out? And I was like, I probably want to practice first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no time for that. So we, you know, they set it up in the theater. The show is a lot of fun. It's a lot of material that I don't always do it in the clubs or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's like a lot of fun. And so it's like conversation. Are y'all talking the whole time? Y'all both on stage the whole time? We're both on stage the whole time. He's doing pieces. There's some like back and forth between us, but it's a lot of like, basically like he'll do a piece about something that I'll do a joke about that like provides some sort of like levity yeah. to it a little bit. But then sometimes I don't have the levity. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just as like, you know, like kind of like sharp as the, as the poetry or whatever. But it keeps working. And so now we filmed it. Hopefully, yeah, we, we had like, he got people to come in like film with like nice cameras and all this other stuff. So now we have like this proof of concept. So basically like we filmed a special, but I wouldn't 
sell it as a special yet. Like it needs to be better. You would like say, hey, check this out. You want to help us do it bigger? Yeah. To record like, for yeah, real. the right venues yeah. and like watch it. Yeah. Because it's very. It's, I always tell people he's so Don so talented that I'm like, if you pay for just him. You got a great show. Yeah. <laughs> you pay, you got a great show. Like as long as I don't completely bomb, this is fail proof. <laughs> well, you can see you can see comedians pairing with other, you know, art forms and it doesn't work. Yeah. But it sounds like what you guys have is you guys are already such close friends yeah. and you're talking about similar things. Right. It's so cool that you found like a like a partner not in comedy but in performance yeah. that you could put together and create this show. I want to yeah. see it yeah man i think too i like i'm just i try to be collaborative because mm-hmm. i think i'm lazy <laughs> so i just but also like i maybe like a few years ago doing comedy maybe like you ever got burnt out like just doing comedy i haven't been doing it long enough but uh it'll come yeah <laughs> but the way i think the way it helps me like kind of keep it at bay is like i would just go to other things that weren't comedy yeah. i would just find like i was like all right i could go to this mic or i could like i got invited to this art show I'm gonna go to this thing, right? Or karaoke? So, or karaoke, right? <laughs> well, you definitely that. need to do that because I've re- I realized after doing comedy for a few years, like, oh no, that's all I do. What am I gonna yeah. write jokes about? Yeah, it's like yeah. this other night at the show that you guys were not that's at. That's the main reason like, I haven't never gone all in because I just don't want to do that all the time. Yeah, and be around the same people. I just like it no, I sad. get it. That's yeah. why when you, every time you invite me to do karaoke, I'm like, I'll try to be like yes because yeah. it's it's so fun, it's so different. It's also like a thing that's like it does still make me nervous. In a way, like early comedy used to. So right. I'm like, oh, it's intriguing. Now. Like I'm, I'm into it, you know. So like, yeah, I, those are, I cherish those times at uh, at uh, <laughs> doing karaoke down there. You know, yeah, old dark horse. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, thank you. Thank you. Where uh, where can people find you? Because you got your own show. You got your own podcast. I do have my own podcast. Fourth and ten. Uh, F is it F O R T H? Like yeah, go yeah. forth. I always forget. This is probably why people can't find us. <laughs> F-O-R-T-H and 10 is a sports and comedy podcast with myself, comedian Damon Sumner, comedian Nathan Owens, and Dan Duncan. Uh, I call him Redneck Gary V. Wow. That's so true. <laughs> Redneck Gary V. We'll have all those guys on the show at some point. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we just talk about sports in a way that like for people who don't, if you like sports, you'll like it. If you don't like sports, I think you'll like it. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. So Agreed. Cool. And where can people find you online? Uh, Instagram and Twitter at do or die. That's at D U E O R D I E. Uh, and then I think I have a website right now. David, David <laughs> you search, just search David Purdue. He'll come right up. Yeah, I'll come right up. Uh, yeah, no, DavidPurdueComedy.com. If you don't see it, then it's like you'll see it in a few days. I'm working on my website now. So that's great. What is your email sign off these days? Like, thank you, best. Yo, best. You I go best. I go best. I, somebody hit me with a best. Like oh, right before the pandemic, I was like, yep. "That's so brilliant!" I like, love best. I, I love, I love a good best. That's great. That's what most people have been saying. I know. I feel like that's the that's the hip one best right now. Best is in, guys. Yeah, Listen, it's so, so it's like it could be. It's just perfect. It's, there's nothing implied to it. Yeah, it's just best. Or do you do you take it further? Go best wishes. Nope, too yeah. much. That's like I might too, not necessarily wish you best. That's like an older person would say that. Yeah, you feeling your best. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start putting best in an underline. Like whatever you want, best. It's like yeah, I wish you the best. That's what it implies. But yeah. it's that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I always think it's like saying I'm the best, my best, Andrew. Like I'm the best. Of, <laughs> well, you gotta I'm put the, a comma. That comma's the most <laughs> I'm the best fight. of Andrews. No, I just put best Andrew. <laughs> right, right. No. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you guys for listening. Round of applause wherever you're sitting for our guest David Purdue. Aww. And uh, best. Where is <laughs>